Today we are starting a very important series that I am titling, Who Am I? We're going to be talking about figuring out our identity in Christ versus all the things that the world tells us. Hey, it's Amber, wife, mother, type A child of God. Here are little things we look at everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for listening. And I just want to start by saying that I really first started thinking about this way back many, 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 many months ago when I was having a conversation with a super solid Christian friend and I was having a day, you know, I, we all have these days where I was just like, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, how much makeup I put on, how much I do with my hair. Like I still, I still look like this. Like how can I, and it was just a day and she was super comforting, you know, as good Christian friends are, you know, like Amber, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is just craziness. There's, I mean, nothing about your hair, your makeup, your clothes matters. But as good friends and as situations happen um, and as the tides turn, it wasn't long. And this same exact friend was in a similar predicament because she had stepped on the scale and she had gained weight. And all of a sudden she's like, you know, I had been doing so well. And all of a sudden here I am and I'm up, you know, so many pounds and I just, I can never seem to, <laughs> and it was my turn to say, yep, because our weight varies and fluctuates with seasons, with what's going on in our life, with the stresses that we're going through, if we're home to eat the right foods, if we have time to prepare the right foods, blah, 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 blah. But you know what doesn't fluctuate? How God views you. That's what doesn't fluctuate. So the truth is that life on this earth is crazy and inconsistent. And whether we like it or not, we are all aging. We're all in this process of getting older. And as we get older, wrinkles appear and hair gets gray and things change. Our metabolism is not what it was and so many other things. <laughs> and so when we are going through different seasons, we need to be very firm on our identity and who we are in Christ or we are going to have a pretty devastating body image. So let's start with a definition of body image. This is just right off of Google. I didn't, uh, you know, dig into this any further than that. But body image, the way that someone perceives their body and assumes that other perceive, others perceive them. Who contributes to this? Friends, family, social media. So I remember after... I had my first daughter. So first of all, I had been very sick for the first four months. I was throwing up when I was pregnant and I had gained zero, zero pounds, no weight. And finally, after like four and a half months, the nausea subsided and I could eat again. And when I could eat, I'm telling you, things tasted better than they had ever tasted because <laughs> I had gone so long without eating food and being able to keep it down. 
And so in the process of the next four and a half months, I gained 40 pounds and uh, made up for lost time, clearly. And so I remember I, it had probably been like two or three months after I had my daughter and I was still wearing my maternity clothes because I hadn't lost all the weight. And I remember someone coming up to me at church and saying, are you still wearing that frock, Amber? You had a baby months ago. And I was thinking, I mean, I don't fit into my normal clothes. I don't know what else to do. But just the fact that this person noticed made me super self-conscious. And when we feel these things, we have options. So we can go back to the word of God and go back to our identity and that firmly established knowledge of who we are in Christ. And we can also, knowing who we are in Christ, use these things as a sort of springboard to launch us into a different direction. So possibly it was time for me to put some of the maternity clothes away and at least get out some of my bigger normal clothes. That's okay to think that way. But another reaction we could have is to wallow and to deep dive into a very negative self-body image and feel like, well, I'm just no good. And clearly other people can lose weight by, you know, three months after they have a baby. What's wrong with me that I haven't, et cetera, et cetera. So what we want to do is recognize, have a little self-awareness of why we have our body image. If you had a person in your life when you were growing up who constantly made comments, well, I would let you borrow my clothes, but you're quite a bit bigger than I am or whatever. If you had friends who made little, little remarks, seemingly harmless remarks to let you know how they felt about you, um, that may or may not affect your body image. It's just important that you know. You know, when your friend says something like, um, yeah, I mean, you're kind of cute, but I mean, he would never look at you. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Exactly. Um, those things contribute to how you feel about yourself if you let them. They don't need to. They don't have to. Just because someone else feels that way about you or someone else thinks that way about you doesn't mean you have to think that way about yourself. And so I just want to go through some statistics really, really quickly and let you know where we're at as a society. I was fairly devastated when I came across these stats because I did not realize that this was as big of a problem as it is. So in 2014, there was a study and 91% of women that were surveyed, I think it was 1,500 people, I'd have to go back and look, um, 1,500 women, 91% of the women that were surveyed were unhappy with their body. The ideal body that they wanted to have is the body shape that approximately 5% of women in the world have. So if you can think that for just a minute, so 91% of women are unhappy with their body and they're wishing that they had the body shape that 5% of women in the world actually have. Okay. 
Uh, 58% of college girls in 2014 felt pressure about their weight. And 40% of women said that they were considering cosmetic surgery to alter their appearance in some way. Okay. Let's let's jump to 2022. 50% of 13-year-old girls reported being unhappy with their body. 50%. That number jumped to 80% by the time girls were 17 years old. 80% of teenage girls were worried about being fat. Those are pretty alarming statistics, if you ask me. 70% of adult women withdrew from activities because of body image. If you read Soul Care at all, you know that I struggled with this. So in 2020, when the world shut down, our church shut down very temporarily. But I, I'm not going to lie, I took it as a time to uh, not come back to church. We were doing church on the couch and it felt very good. And so uh, the problem with that, well, there are multiple problems with that, including not being able to be, you know, built up, having the fellowship of believers, not being able to receive communion, not realizing that we weren't going to die by, um, you know, letting fear overtake our lives, you know, with this whole virus thing. So I didn't go back for a long time in part because when we were in the 2020, that whole lockdown, and then, you know, my kids were home from school, I did a lot of cooking and a lot of baking and I did a lot of eating and I had gained some weight and I was really struggling to go back to church because I didn't want to go back to church until I lost the weight. I just thought, man, I'm going to walk through that door and people are going to be like, Oof, she gained some weight, which I had. And finally, it was my son, actually, who was like, I'm going back to church, whether you guys go back to church or not. And it was so helpful because we walked in the first week and there were a lot of people who came up to us and talked to us and so good to see you again and what have you. And um, it was just so good to be there. And it's a good thing that I didn't stay away until I lost the weight because I wouldn't lose the weight for, you know, about a year and a half. So the fact that 70% of adult women are withdrawing from activities because of their body image is alarming. And I think we have to go back to what do we want to do about that? So I am very much in favor of we all have choices. And when I got my pictures back in 2022, October of 2022, and saw what I looked like, I made a choice to change my lifestyle drastically. And it was I was at the right season to be able to do that. And I'm not saying that there won't be a time that I won't fall off the bandwagon because giving up sugar has been hard. Giving up caffeine, I think, has been harder. And uh, learning to live, eating a certain way, choosing healthier foods and choosing 
to not eat at certain times of the day. I was a great late night snacker, loved sitting on the couch and just chowing. And I've had, I've given that up. I didn't have to, I have given that up. Will I be able to maintain this for the rest of my life? I hope so. But I also know that there are different seasons and that there are stressful seasons and there are difficult seasons. And sometimes what is easy to do in one season is not as easy to do in another season. So I'm praying for the strength to keep going and make the right choices. But regardless of if that happens or not, if we're allowing the way that we think about ourselves and also the way that we perceive others are thinking about us to keep us from helpful, beneficial, and good activities, that's a problem. Here's the thing. Um, There has to be a balance, right? We don't want to just let ourselves go and be, throw a little trite, well, God loves me just the way I am, so I don't need to take care of myself. I can drink as much as I want. It's it's okay because I can feel good about who I am in, in Christ. We want to be good stewards of what God's, God's given us. And so there is a tension here because we do want to live in our identity and knowing who we are. And yet we also want to take what God has given us and steward it well. I think, though, that most of these healthy changes that we make in our lives, like to quit drinking as much if we're drinking a lot of alcohol, or if we're staying up super, super late and not getting enough sleep. I think a lot of these changes happen when we really do embrace who we are in Christ and knowing that it doesn't make us a better person if we do this or if we don't do that, but it does help us steward our time and our resources better. So who are we in God's eyes? Well, I've used this before. It's kind of my go-to passage because it has made such a difference in my life. It's 1 Peter 2.9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Some translations say God's special possession, which I really love. I really love the idea that we are just a really special thing in God's eyes. But I like to break down those words because they are so meaningful. They're not just throwaway words. They're words to really meditate on. Chosen, if you think about chosen, most of us, I was not one that is chosen uh, often to be on somebody's team when I was growing up. When I was in grade school, I wasn't super athletic, but I wasn't I wasn't unathletic. I just wasn't the best. So I wouldn't be the number one choice to be on somebody's team. But with God, he picks us every time. It's not like we're the leftovers sitting on the side of the field or sitting on the bench waiting to be picked. God says we're chosen. So he picked us to be on his team. And that's pretty significant. We're royal. There's such a fascination with royals. I I don't have a fascination with the royals. I could care less. But there is this 
concept that we have drilled into our head from a very, very young age about the princess and Prince Charming and happily ever after. We think if we can look a certain way or be a certain way, then we can attract the right kind of person. And if that person looks a certain way or is a certain way, then we will have our happily ever after. And that's just such craziness. Now that I'm in this late into my marriage, we've been married just about 27 years. I'm realizing that, you know, you can do what you think you're going to do to try to keep the aging process away, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the aging process comes, the wrinkles appear, the lines appear, the stretch marks, the what have you, the gray hair, that's just part of life. And so, you know, if you are marrying someone because they appear to be your Prince Charming, you are possibly setting yourself up for a rude awakening eventually. Because that maintaining that is so out of our control. The aging process happens to everybody. And even if you looked great in your 40s, your 50s might not leave you the same way. Or if you looked great in your 60s, your 70s may not. It, you cannot base your identity on this concept of having this a certain appearance. As long as I have this appearance, then I'm doing pretty good, and then I can be happy. We are royal in God's eyes because he's the king, and he has adopted us as his children. So we are all a prince or a princess. And that has nothing to do with how we look or what we have in terms of what position we have, if we have a, a, a position of power in the world's eyes, it has everything to do with who our dad is. Our dad is the king of kings, and therefore, we are royal in God's eyes. One of my absolute favorite memes, it's from actually quite a while ago, says, on the darkest days when I feel inadequate, unloved, and unworthy, I remember whose daughter I am, and I straighten my crown. I'm royal. Nothing that happens to me can change that. Holy. Holy means set apart. And I always think of the instruments that were used in the temple because the instruments in the temple were holy. And they were set apart for a purpose. So, you know, if, if it's a candle holder, it's set apart to be the thing that holds the candle, that provides the light in the temple. And we are all set apart. We are all set apart by God for specific purposes. And I have dug into this way more in the last couple of years. And it is so unbelievably astonishing how God created each of us with specific gifts and specific purposes in mind. Ephesians 2.10 says that we were created as God's workmanship, uh, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So before you and I were born, God had already given us all the special spiritual gifts, abilities, and everything that we were going to need to do the tasks that he had set before us to do. You're set apart by God 
he didn't forget to gift you with something and he didn't forget to give you a purpose, which is crazy amazing if you let that sink in even just a little bit. And then we are people that belong to God or God's special possession. Either way, you belong. I have felt for a good part of my life that I don't belong anywhere, in part because I am a little bit of everywhere. I work with several different ministries, which means that I am sort of in this ministry and I'm sort of in this ministry and I sort of work with this ministry, but I'm never completely in in this ministry and I'm never completely in this ministry and I'm never completely in this ministry. And then I work sort of in a nursing home, but I'm a traveler. So that means I'm not, you know, an employee. I'm just a traveler. And so many times I've just felt like a vagabond, like a pilgrim, you know, going here or there and and not really having a place that I belong. But in God's kingdom, we all belong because we belong to God. And it doesn't matter our status in this ministry or that ministry or, or what have you. It's actually all about how God feels about you. So even if your family hasn't been what you hoped it would be, and you don't feel like you belong to anybody because your mom and dad don't talk to you anymore, or you haven't found the husband that you want. You belong in God's kingdom. And if you're disheartened because you haven't found the church family that you were hoping to find, you see these people who are so into their church homes, and they have all these Christian friends that they do life with, and that hasn't been your experience, you belong to God. He has already called you into his family and he is able to provide you with friends. So it's such an important thing to see how God sees us from his eyes. If you want to explore this further, read through the Gospels because that is where you really see how Jesus felt about people. And it was eye-opening that he stopped for the leper and stopped for the blind men begging him. He stopped for the woman who was bleeding. He encouraged Mary when she poured perfume on him and the disciples started to rebuke her that she had done a beautiful thing. He stopped for the woman at the well. He didn't condemn the woman caught in adultery. The tax collectors who were just the dregs of society He ate with them, and he told them who he was, and he didn't worry about people's status from an earthly perspective. He didn't worry about if they were clean or unclean. He loved them, and he noticed them, and that's a pretty significant thing for us to keep in mind when we think about our identity. I just want to mention a couple more things quickly before we wrap this up. 1 Timothy 2.9 and 1 Peter 3 both talk about a concept that is pretty important. So 1 Timothy 2.9 says, this is the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. He's giving him sort of instructions for worship and different roles. 
And he said, I want women to dress modesty with decency and propriety. Propriety means like with respect, decency. Um, Adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. When you're thinking about your body image, so often we think about the physical appearance and what we may or may not have, what we have or what we lack, you know, compared to the world standards. And Paul really flips this around a little bit, saying, instead of women worrying about what they're wearing, their clothes, and what they have for jewelry, you know, which might say something about their status, they should really worry more about their good deeds and how they're acting around men and how they're acting with families and with children. And Peter really said much the same thing. He said, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this because I, I'm going to be saying a whole lot more about it in terms of what a quiet and gentle spirit is. I actually have a book coming out next year that I've really tackled this whole concept because it was very confusing for me for very, a lot of years because I'm just not a quiet person and I don't consider myself super gentle. I'm much more like bold and courageous and speak out and say something. And so if God says that it's of great worth to be and to have a quiet and gentle spirit, I kind of really struggled with that. But I took some time to really study it and I'm going to have that available for you to really study it too. It was a very eye-opening experience for me. But what I do want to make sure that I point out is that all too often we put far more value in looks and appearance versus what the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter have been asking us to do, which is evaluate how we treat other people, specifically in, in Peter's account, our husbands, but also how are you treating other people? What are the good deeds that you are putting on? What is the unfading beauty that you want God to see in your heart? And that may be learning to praise instead of grumble. And it may be looking out for the dejected and the worn out and overwhelmed instead of always oscillating towards the people of prominence. I just want to kind of leave that there for now because um, there's a whole lot that will be said and I want to say in the coming weeks this is going to be a fairly lengthy uh, series just because there's so much to talk about and we just have to realize that we're in the world 
And the world is always going to first and foremost look at what we look like. And they're going to base an opinion of us on that. But we don't have to be consumed with the world's idea of who we ought to be. We can live in the world, be what what Jesus said in Matthew 10, 16, be as shrewd as snakes. So yeah, when I'm on camera, I'm going to do my hair and makeup. I'm not going to show up and say, well, it just doesn't matter because God loves me and I know my identity in Christ. Well, people still look at what you look like. So I'm going to put some time and effort into my appearance, but does it always go the way I want? Nope. (laughs) Many times that I look back and I'm like, oh, that was crazy here. But you know what? It is what it is. God uses it one way or the other. We're going to talk about this a lot more in the weeks to come. But for now, I just want you to remember that you are chosen and dearly loved by God. And no matter what you are going through, no matter who others have told you you are, no matter even how you feel about yourself, your true identity has to be based on the fact that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you and that Jesus would do it all over again in a heartbeat. He loves you with this love that we can't comprehend. And that's what should matter to us at the end of the day, knowing that God loves us that much. And it never ends. It's an unending love that is not dependent on what we look like, on what we do, on what we have done, or on what other people think about us. Come back. We're going to explore this a whole lot further in the weeks to come. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things.